Hi everyone and welcome to From the Hacks preview of the 2019 Tim Hortons Bar that will take place this week at the Westoba Place in Brandon, Manitoba. In part two of our preview, we'll focus our attention on Pool A and our guests will include Brett Gallant of Team Canada, Kevin Cooey of Alberta, Scott McDonald of Ontario, Stu Thompson of Nova Scotia, Jim Cotter of BC and Jamie Cooey of the Territories whose first game in Brandon will be against his brother Kevin. All that and more this week but first, Canadian musician and non-curler extraordinaire Jimmy Reed plays us into the podcast. So before we get started, if you've ever wondered how they get those nice graphics into the ice at Grand Slams at the World Championships and at Nationals in Canada and the US, well the answer is provided by Jedi's, whose in-ice graphics from Easy and Textile logos to the world famous Jedi's Full House product are great ways for clubs to enhance the appearance of their ice and to generate much needed additional sponsorship revenues. Easy and Textile logos are the industry standard for high quality logos and they're a snap to install. Meanwhile, Jedi's customizable full houses are a relatively new way for clubs to grow sponsorship revenues by offering maximum brand recognition to those sponsors. No one can match Jedi's design services, quick turnaround times, and product quality, which is why Jedi's products are valued by major organizations such as Curling Canada, the World Curling Federation, USA Curling, and Sportsnet, who trust Jedi's to provide the products they require for their high-profile events. Jedi's. They bring ice to life. Arnold Ashton's passion for curling, along with his natural propensity to explore new ways to better the game, led him to a whole new world of product design. As a result, all Ashton Curling Supplies products are designed with the curler in mind. Ashton's patented ultralight RDS technology makes it possible to change and customize their slider with any combination of sliding discs. With equal resistance on all sides, the circular design that guarantees a straight slide. These circles have also been designed larger and with stabilizing bars from the outer unit sole to produce the most stable straight sliding shoe the world has ever seen. Go to www.ashim.com for brooms, apparel, and revolutionary designed footwear. And if you're considering buying new curling shoes, you must consider the rotator sole. It's the sole of the future. Our preview of Pool A at the 2019 Tim Hortons Briar begins with Brett Gallant of Team Gushu, a team that will be looking to become only the second team after Randy Furby's team of the early 2000s to win three straight Briars. Brett, I can appreciate that it's not hard for any team to get up for the Briar, but you're going to be heading to Brandon not having played in some six weeks. Even though you managed really well last year, I'm wondering how concerned you are about finding your groove in an event where early losses can be real problematic, especially in a new two-pool format. Yeah, it's a little it's a little bit different. The Briar the Briar is really the only event where you end up have the potential to have a long break going in. But we've kind of followed the same strategy going into major events for the two weeks leading up to them. Um, whether it's the Canada Cup, the Olympic Trials, the Briar, um, you know, our team kind of goes through the same routine in the two weeks leading up to these big events. So we have a lot of comfort in that. That uh, kind of follow the same plan we've been using over the last couple seasons and. Um, you know, we should be we should be ready to play. Um, you know, play play at our at our top level. Uh, it doesn't guarantee anything, but uh, you know, at least we have a lot of comfort level in that routine. You've obviously done well in the new format, winning last season. Did the new format, the two pool format, that is, change your approach in any way, or is there anything you had to adjust to midstream last season at the Briar as a result of that new format? Yeah, last year we were just kind of going with the flow of things because you didn't really know uh, entirely what to expect. Um, it's just a, it, it gets really interesting on you know on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, where um, all of a sudden you get you know you don't really know who you're going to be playing the last couple of days or you know even if you're going to be in that last couple of days. 
So you have to start off sharp, and then once you get to the get to Thursday, if you're lucky enough to get there, you know you're going to have four really really tough games um, back to back. Um, so and that's that's a bit of a grind when you when you have these um, you know four four tough matches, and then that's just to get into the playoffs, and then you know you're going to have some tough matchups again. So um, you know at the end of the week it's just getting uh, getting really tough and. The teams that are at the end of the week are all playing, you know, at their best, so or they're also not going to be there. So, you know, you're going to have some 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 hot teams, and uh, you, like I say, you got to be at your best too, or you're you're going to be in for a, for a tough one. Your round robin schedule is well balanced in that your games against the other teams that are favored in your pool are spaced out. I know that there are no freebies out of Briar, but do you prefer a schedule that is not front or back loaded with the other top teams in your pool? Yeah, I mean. Tough to say. The, the moment you, you you think it's you know you think you might get a lighter game out of a team, it's, that's the game that they just come out and and, and they'll play the best game of the week, right? So um, we got to be really kind of sharp. And if, if you're to drop one of those games in your pool, um, you know you don't. Once you get to the championship pool, you don't get to drop that loss. So you, it's super important to um, you know play every every game uh, with the same. The same intensity if you're playing um, none of it or, or you're playing the defending, you know, three-time Briar champ like Kevin Cooley because, um, you know, you saw you saw even in the Scotties this week. I mean, you get teams that, um, there's a few teams that a lot of uh, a lot of people might not have pictured being in or, or out or winning winning as many games as they did, and anything can happen. There's lots of talent in, uh, in every province and just, you know, can, sh- can show up when you um, – when you're expecting it or when you're not expecting it. I realize that Team Gushu has never snuck up on anyone, as it were, but do you get a sense that the other teams in the field, whether it be at a Briar or another event, get up a little more to play against you because you are the two-time defending Briar champs now? Uh, I think so, for sure. I mean, um, everybody knows they're, they're going to have to play play well to to beat us. And, you know, we we, we don't, haven't really been you know taken lightly, I don't think, by anybody for, for a number of years, but at the same time now, it's... Um, you know, just just the consistency we've kind of had over the last uh, few seasons. Uh, teams know they're gonna have to play well, and, and we still know we have to play a good game to against anybody as well. But um, yeah, I think there's a bit of a target just uh, having the success we've had. Um, there's there's a number of teams like that. You know, we we go up against uh, Cooey and Jacobs and and uh, you know McEwen and and there's a number of teams. That, same for us. We know we have to get up to play these guys because if we don't play our best, we're not going to win. So. Um, I think there's a mutual respect amongst a number of teams, uh, knowing that you have to play well to win. And um, even there's a respect for some of these teams. So you look at a, a team like Scott McDonald, who's just come out in the last year or two, but um, the way they dominated Ontario Provincials this year and the way the success they've had in the Tour, um, you know, even a team like that, um, you know, nobody would have had them here maybe at this time last year, but um, everybody knows they're going to be dangerous this year. So, um, yeah, it's just... Uh, you got to get up for every game. From an outsider's perspective, uh, Brett, uh, your season has been a little hard to gauge. You've qualified each time you've played, but won only once while dropping a few spots in the rankings. How does the team feel about its season so far? Yeah, we, we kind of talked about it over the last couple weeks. You know, it's kind of been like a kind of like a, a B minus season, kind of in our minds. Um, not that we played poorly at any event, but uh, we've kind of lacked that knockout punch in a few games where um, if we've had an opportunity to put a you know, to, to win a game or to, to put a team, you know, to get a lead. We may have um, just not taken advantage of our opportunities. And 
and then we've kind of paid for them just by, you know, later in the game or one way or another. So, um, you know, all four of us maybe haven't been rolling as as well as we, we have been in the last couple seasons, but um, like you say, we've, won't, we've really only been a shot or two away from, from making a few more finals or, or winning a few more games, and, um, you know, we've qualified every event. Um, had a nice amount of time to practice now leading up to the Briar. Um, Jeff's come down from Edmonton, and um, we've had about 10 days with him. And uh, so I think we're we're getting we're getting pumped up for this. Um, you know, not a lot of teams have had the opportunity to uh, you know try for that three in a row. We have the opportunity to do that this year, so that's a that's kind of an incentive for us. Um, and like I say, the, the the pressure's off now. The pressure was off two years ago after St. John. So um, you know, you you kind of go in with a little bit uh, uh, different mind frame than trying to get the monkey off your back. And you know, we can just go in and play like we can and and see where everything falls. At the start of the last cycle, you were trying to adjust to each other as a new team, which is certainly not the case this time around. Did that give you more time to rest and relax this summer and help you enter the season more rested after what had been a grind of a season last year? Yeah, for sure. We we took about four or six weeks later start to our season than um, than the last few. Um, Because the last couple of seasons, you're just trying to get the points and you're trying to get primed up for December last season with the trials trials kind of being so much earlier in the year um but yeah this is it's been a really nice season where we've had a few less games under our belts but we're feeling a little bit more refreshed and not um you know you know sometimes have played you know, 60 70 80 games at this point in the year we're, we're probably down a little bit lower than that um which which for our team you know we've we've played a lot in the last uh in the last cycle it's good to just um you know, be a little fresher coming into this event. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think you have to, at some point, um, take, take a little bit of time off or, you know, give the body a little bit of a break, and this is the perfect year to do it, you know. Um, since since October, we've been we've been at it just as much as we normally would be, but um, to have that little extra break this summer was, was great for us. Two years ago at the Briar in St. John's, your team had all sorts of pressure on your shoulders, uh, not only to win your first Briar together, but to win a first Briar for Newfoundland and Labrador in some 40 years, and to do it in St. John's. Not that the Briar is ever easy, but how different was it to play and defend the title last year in Regina when no longer facing the pressure and expectations of the previous year? Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd always like to say there's not a lot of pressure in a hometown Briar and, a, you know, going for that the first one, um, but there is, and... And so last year was, uh, it just it, it was just felt a lot, a lot different. I mean, we uh, we were all comfortable, um, you know, throughout the week. Um, just kind of freed us up to, um, you know, we all have strategies for dealing with that that, that stress and that uh, extra adrenaline that um, sometimes gets in you. But um, we didn't we were able to manage that a lot better the second time around because you're you're used to those emotions and um, you just keep them better in check. So. Um, I think it freed us up to just really play our game, and um, you, you, you still feel you still feel a little bit of nerve and butterflies before those um, big games because it is such a you know such a big event for us. But um, yeah, definitely the last year was you know when you compared to St. John's, it was uh, you know quite a different feeling. Um, still um, super super satisfying in the end, and super um, we were super pumped. Uh, lead, you know, even leading into that final, but um, 
yeah, St. John's, it's just going to be tough to, to match the what was kind of flowing through us uh, for that week, um, just the excitement and uh, what we see you know, the town and the opportunity for us to, to do it in front of our, all our hometown fans. I mean, that was incredible. So, um, yeah, just to have that, uh, mm-hmm. have that happen and then last year uh, be able to kind of, in a completely different circumstance, have success, that was really uh, gratifying. And finally, Brett, Team Furby won three straight buyers in the early 2000s, the only team ever to do so. What would it mean to your team to win a third straight buyer, especially in an era when there are so many elite teams competing at the buyer each season? Yeah, we, it's not something we've put a lot of thought into, but um, when, you, when you do realize that that opportunity is there, um, you know, it would be definitely an accomplishment that we'd be pretty proud of at the end of the day. So, um, you know, it's pretty pretty challenging just to get to that that point where you have that opportunity and I think um, we realize that so um, you know the opportunity's there um, we're doing everything in our power um, you know to give ourselves the best shot at that um, at the end of the day if, if it happens it's great if, if not then uh, that's okay too but uh, you know it's the opportunity's there so we'd love to uh, advantage of it but there's uh, what 15 other teams <laughs> that have other plans so we'll um like you say, we'll give it our best crack and uh, and uh, you know, see where that, that brings us. Kevin Cooey was one win away from playing for an Olympic gold medal last year and started this cycle with an eye towards returning to the Olympics in 2022. Cooey made two changes to his lineup, adding B.J. Newfeld at third and Colton Flash at second with Ben Hebert returning as the team's lead. Team Cooey comes into the Briar as the top-ranked team in the world but had to qualify for the playoffs at the Alberta Tankard through the sea flight before ultimately winning the Tankard and returning to the Briar. Kevin, the reality is that provincials are tough in most provinces, but especially in places like Alberta and Manitoba, as examples. That said, most curling observers were surprised to see your team having to go through the sea flight to qualify for the playoffs at the Alberta Tankard. Did it simply take you a while for your team to find their groove at provincials, or was it a case of playing two teams that played lights out against you, which uh, forced you to go this sea flight route? Yeah, you know, it was probably a few things. I mean, yeah, players definitely played good against us. Um... Uh, you know, the, the conditions probably didn't favor, uh, you know, teams like ourselves or Botcher. Just it is definitely being in a curling rink, the ice was a lot straighter uh, than, than normal. So, we, you know, we just couldn't um, play the game where we're used to playing. Just some of the shots that are fairly routine out there uh, on arena ice just just weren't there. So, so we had to change our game a bit, play a little more defensive just to simplify it. So, and, you know, Alberta's a... Yeah, like you said, it's a tough province, and you know if you're not playing great, uh, you're not you're not going to win. So, uh, you know we got down early, but made a good comeback. Obviously, the goal was to win provincials, which is what your team did. That being said, was the fact that you were guaranteed a spot in the wildcard game because you were the top-ranked team in the CTRS standings allow you to breathe just a little bit easier, knowing that worst-case scenario, you would still get a second chance at qualifying for the Briar via the wildcard game. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, it, it's not reassuring. I'm sure you can ask uh, Botcher or Epping that, you know, they're in the wild card game. I'm sure the winner goes in, but I don't think it's a very comfortable or reassuring feeling you're going to be playing a great team and and have to win, so probably 50-50. So, plus, for us, it's, you know, feels better to go in on a win, and, we you know, we want to be Team Alberta. So we really never talked about it too much at all. 
And your teammates is nothing new to you. I mean, you've uh, often uh, turned over your lineup at the end of uh, different Olympic cycles. Do you believe that having uh, the experience of going through it a few times has helped you with the transition this season after you added B.J. Newfeld at third and Colton Flash at second? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't think it's just myself. I mean, that's just the way the sport is. There, there's not many teams out there that uh, have the same four guys for for a long time. I mean... You know, based on lots of reasons, not just results. People's lives change. They don't can't put the time or effort, or they have to focus on other careers. So, you know, I, I don't think it's very unique to us. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it definitely not a not a new thing playing with different people. And and for Ben and I, I mean, we knew uh, BJ and Colton haven't played them for for a long time. So so it's been a pretty smooth transition, actually. Now, Kevin, I know that uh, John Dunn has done a lot of work with you in the past as your coach and your sports psychologist. What lessons did the two of you take from your experience early in the last cycle that helped you this time around? Yeah, no, it, it's been a good year, and, you know, we haven't tried to do too much, um, to be honest. I mean, you don't just get new two new guys and and have a new team and then just figure out okay this is what we're going to do I mean this this whole year is really about getting to know each other see how you know we perform especially in in bigger games and getting to know each other and you know after the season we'll be able to look back and maybe um, dig dig a little deeper into what we want to do and and that moving forward but uh, you know I that wasn't definitely not the way we started this team was with a set way of doing things and um you know we've put this team together for kind of the the long term so really this this year is just about us getting to know each other as a team on and off the ice and you know obviously yeah we want to do well and we're all good curlers so obviously we've had a good year and hopefully we can uh win a briar and that'd be great for us but uh you know we, we still got a lot of a lot of room to to get better i think when you first made the announcement that B.J. Newfeld uh, would be joining your team this year, there were some mixed opinions about how that uh, relationship would work and how the two of you would mesh together. What was it about him that you felt made him a good fit, and were you surprised that you two seemed to gel so quickly together? Yeah, I, I don't think I'm I'm too surprised. I've gotten to know B.J. over the years, and Ben and I actually played uh, with him at a TSN Skins game I don't know, five, six years ago, back when you were drafting the team. So so he was with us for a weekend as a teammate, and we, we got to know him pretty good. So, I mean, just for me, I mean, you know, he's obviously a great shooter, but he's he's very smart, calm, you know, not just for me, but for the whole team. He, he's just been a, been an awesome fit, and, and you know, and I, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed playing with him for sure, and, you know, I, I think he's enjoyed the change as well to this team. Ben Hebert has said that uh, Colton Flash is the first teammate he's had that can outsweep him. How impressed have you been with Colton this season, and what has he brought to the team that may have surprised you a little? Yeah, I, I don't think I've been too surprised. I've, I mean, I've played Colton so many times over the years. Uh, you know, it, it's sometimes, you know, a little bit of change is good, and he's brought, uh, you know, he's obviously brought some youth onto our team he, I mean he's only 27 here and obviously you know the physical tools he has I mean he, he is uh, one of the best sweepers out there and uh, you know package that with you know he, he he was a good skip last year and he's always been a good second so you know he can obviously throw it hard and at the same time has some touch shots from plane skips so you know I think the sky's the, the limit for 
for Colton, and you know he, he's only going to get continue to get better uh, here. But I mean, he, he's been a great fit uh, with us as well. Just uh, you know, a lot of fun on and off the ice, and uh, you know he just he just wants to win. Your team didn't get a chance to qualify for the Briar last year because you were busy preparing for the Olympics, so you didn't get to play in a new two-pool format. What have you heard about the format, and you think it's going to make you tweak the way you approach Briar Week? Yeah, I, I definitely don't think. I mean, it didn't sound like many curlers loved it from from watching last year. Uh, and, you know, who knows? I guess we'll see. But, uh, you know, every Every time you you get on the ice, I mean, at the Briar, you got to win, and I don't. It definitely won't change our our approach. I mean, you, you've got to get off to a good start, obviously, and you know you can't. You know, maybe whereas in the past you could have, you know, maybe lost two or three games early and just went on a bit of a streak. You knew you'd be fine, and in this format, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure uh, you can do that. So, so we'll obviously be focused on getting off to a good start but you know then if you move on I mean obviously right at the end of the week there every game's tough you're going to be playing one of the other favorites and and that so it'll be interesting Um, I haven't given too much thought to it uh, you know but I definitely don't see it changing the way we uh, play. And finally, Kevin, you'll be playing your brother Jamie in the Territories in your first game of the round robin this year. Are you happy to get that one out of the way early and then you can get down to business? Because I know whether you like it or not, playing against your brother has to have an extra level of uh, anticipation, excitement, and also the fact that it's not always easy to play against one of your siblings, especially at an event that means so much to both of you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's always great to have him at the event uh, when we're there. And, uh, you know, he's he's been a we've had a lot of close games with him over over the years so um yeah i mean i prefer playing him early if we have to if we have to play him and and get it over with and then you know i'll be be cheering for for him the the rest of the way in in all his other games so but uh you know first game for us uh, we obviously need to get off to to a good start so uh you know hopefully we can play well and beat him Scott McDonald's team out of Ontario may look like they've come out of nowhere, but they entered this season with a clear plan, and that plan certainly has worked for them. They went undefeated in the Ontario Tankard and defeated John Epping three times along the way. Team McDonald often utilizes unconventional strategy and will be one of the more interesting teams to watch at this year's Briar. Scott, I want to start by taking you back to Provincials. How did it feel not only to win Provincials, but doing it in the way you did, going undefeated and defeating the number four team in the world, Team Epping, three straight times? It felt great. I mean, our team had put in a lot of work this year, and the the ultimate goal was to win the provincials and go to the Briar. And Ontario is such a hard province to win, um, so it's just that much more satisfying to uh, to beat John three times in a row. They're an awesome team with a great pedigree, um, four stand up guys, and to, to be able to beat them to to get our first Purple Hearts uh, was pretty special. Um, it really uh, playing that well over a week-long period uh, spoke to the work that we put in this year and the effort and the time that we've taken um, to put the to put the most we could into this game um, to basically at- achieve a lifelong dream for all four of us. So we're really excited for the opportunity to go to Brandon and represent Ontario. This is your first season together as a team, and it sometimes takes a while for new lineups to find their groove. Your team seems to have hit the ground running early in the season. What do you believe can be attributed to your team playing so well in your first season together? 
Yeah, and we were worried as a new team what it would be like going onto the ice in September. Um, of course, expectations are high, and you want to go out and perform well. So what we did is we did a lot of warm side of the glass activities throughout the summer. So as far back as May, uh, we met in Kingston. We did a team weekend. We chatted about what our goals were. We got to really meet each other and get to know each other on a deeper level so that we felt fully committed to the team. Uh, we did some golfing. We did some other activities just to be as comfortable with each other as possible. And we really felt committed to the team going into the season so that when we hit the ice for our first uh tournament in September we were ready to go and we felt like we were in mid-season form from game one. Your team started playing well from the outset but it's always important to learn how to win as a team. How important was your first title in Gatineau to give your team that winning feeling? A feeling that most teams then want to keep replicating week after week which often means added energy and motivation week in and week out. I think it was really important. It affirmed that we were doing all the right things. Certainly, there's never a guarantee that when you enter a tournament or you you play well that you're going to win, but it really showed that focusing on the process and doing the little things right was paying off for us. Uh, We certainly had some early success. I mean, we had qualified in all our events up to that point, Uh, but at the same time, it was frustrating losing in the quarterfinals or losing in the semifinals and not feeling like we were reaching our full potential. So that kind of springboarded us into the rest of the season, knowing that... um, there were some very good teams in that event that we were able to beat, and it it set us up well for the second half of our season. Your team is already known for using strategy that may not be typical to what people may have seen traditionally out of Briar. Is that in response to the Five Rock rule, or is it something your team decided to do to give other teams a different look? Uh, certainly, we've had some very in-depth discussions regarding strategy and how we can best uh, generate scoring opportunities while limiting uh, scoring chances for the opposition. Uh, the tick shot something that we would typically more use when we have hammer to open up the forefoot and essentially create two corner guards that we can use um, to score, give us ourselves more scoring opportunities with less risk. Uh, and certainly uh, the five rock rule lends itself to having to adapt your strategy to the situation. So um, having not been in the slams the last few years, we don't have as much exposure with the five rock rule. So we've talked about and tried some new things to see what would be uh, most beneficial for us. And um, maybe it's something that would that could be uh, implemented by other teams too. We'll see. So you guys have played at least 30 games more this season than any of the other teams in your pool, except for Alberta, which has played in 16 fewer games than you guys. Are you concerned that this might impact your team a little bit in an event that can be as much of a grind as a briar? I don't really see it as much of a concern. I think over the past couple months, we've certainly tapered off. Our September, October were very, very busy. I think we had played more games than anyone by far at that point. And over the past couple of months, it's been uh, a couple of the Grand Slam events and playdowns only. And we've really spaced our time and focused on that rest and recovery piece, um, as well as some off-ice training that can uh, help us be successful at the Briar. Um, it's certainly going to be different at the Briar with all the the other events that go on there. I think that that could certainly be a concern, having not experienced that before, uh, playing in front of the, the big crowds and the autograph sessions and things like that, that um, our team isn't as used to. Uh, but at the same time, I think that playing in a province like Ontario, uh, where they have it in the arena setting with the fans um, and a, a long round robin in the page playoffs, there's things that can certainly assist us when we get to the big venue in Brandon. 
just about everyone that's been to a bar will tell you that it's a different animal than any other event they've played in. Have you chatted with folks that have competed in a bar before to help you prepare for all that you will face both on and off the ice once you get to Brandon? Yeah, certainly we reach out to a few people and we will reach out to more people to kind of get an expectation of what things are like at the Briar. Uh, coincidentally, uh, I'm from London and the, the last team that went to the Briar out of London was in 1982 and they played in Brandon at the same venue that we're playing at. Uh, so I've talked to a couple of the guys, they're snowbirds now, so I've, they're down in Florida, but they told us about the venue and the great crowds to expect in Brandon um, and just a bit of the atmosphere that year. I know it, it has been several years since they were there, but Manitoba loves its curling. We expect some some big crowds there, and certainly they provided some insight that will be helpful for me and for our team. And finally, Scott, what do you believe are going to be the keys uh, for your team if you are to reach that championship round in Brandon and make a run at the playoffs? Yeah, it's it's going to be continuing to focus on the process. I mean, looking ahead to uh, the dream of winning the Briar can certainly be intimidating and something that can pull a team away from the things that they do best, and that's making shots when it matters. So we, our coach, uh, Sean Turf, has been really good with us about focusing on the little things and focusing on the process and not looking too far ahead, um, whether that be to the next end or the next game or the end of the week, but just focusing on what we can do now and what we can control. And it sounds really cliche, but just living in the moment and doing the little things right. Stu Thompson of Nova Scotia is making his first appearance at the Briar and has made a point this season of leaving the Maritimes on a few occasions to play in events where he would face teams that he will now face again in Brandon. It will be interesting to see if that experience can help Nova Scotia as they strive for a spot in the championship round. Stu, I want to start by taking you back to your provincial tanker. How did it feel to win that event and qualify for the Briar after a few close calls in the past couple of seasons? Uh, just amazing, um, mostly because it's... Uh... It had just been such a, it felt like such a long grind to, to get that win finally. Um, we put ourselves in a uh, position to win the thing for several years in a row and just couldn't quite get over that hump. So to finally do it was, uh, was pretty amazing. And, uh, and then just not only just the win, but then to be representing the province at the Briar for the next stage is, is going to be even sweeter than that. This season, your team traveled away from the East Coast to play in events in Quebec and at the Stu Cells in Toronto. Was that part of a strategy to get you additional games against different and higher rank competition than you might face week in and week out at events in the Maritimes? I I think that if you want to have like any kind of a chance of doing well or, or over 500, I guess, at the Briar, I, th- I think you have to be traveling to these events. Um, it's a combination of getting used to these teams that are maybe playing a little bit differently than you're used to and also getting onto the, uh, the, the ice that's more similar to what we'll be playing on at the Briar where it's a lot faster and there's a lot more curl. Yeah, we uh, we, we kind of made sure that that was something that we uh, – we made sure that those kind of events were something that we had in our schedule um, because we knew that uh, if, we're, if we were going to improve and – work our way up on the on the world curling tour list and uh, those are the things that we have to do um, and th- this year yeah we I think we were in seven events and three of them were uh, three of them were Ontario and two Quebecs and those those definitely helped a lot the ice in those were, were way different than what we'd normally play on the east coast so we needed that and I feel like that helped a lot in uh, making it through provincials and it'll definitely help in, in doing well at the Briar. Several of the teams at the Briar have been playing the Five Rock Rule for years now at the slam level. How has your team adapted to the Five Rock Rule this season, and how comfortable are you with the Five Rock heading into the Briar? 
I was uh, originally very, very excited to hear about the Five Rock Bowl. I've always been uh, a skip that likes to call it a little bit more aggressively, and I hate those games where the first few ends are blanked, and it's just like you might as well just play uh, four, four or six end game instead of the full game. Um, so I was super happy that, uh, that that was implemented. But we definitely had growing pains. Uh, the first uh, couple events we were in, it was just, you could tell we were calling it a little bit like we weren't used to it, and there were some mistakes that we made early on. Um, but uh, just just playing it, and I feel like about three events in, we kind of got the hang of it, and then I feel like it was a really big advantage for us because we embraced it, and uh, it, it lended to our game really, really well. Um, there's a few little early calls in the five rock rule that uh, once you get a hang of, it can really uh, swing it in your advantage. I think the uh, the Ontario representatives, um, Scott McDonald, they uh, they also know how to play it really, really well, and that's why they've had such a good season. Stu, you mentioned that you prefer being a little more aggressive as a team, especially with the five rock rule now in place. Can we expect you to be aggressive from the outset in Brandon, or will you perhaps wait until you get to Brandon, see what the ice conditions are, etc., before making a decision on whether you will stick to your guns or perhaps be a little more conservative to start the week? The, the, the game plan is definitely going to be to stick with what we've been doing. Of course, when you get to an event like this and the lights are on you and the pressure builds, you, you might end up calling things a little bit more conservatively. Um, to begin, but uh, I feel comfortable with how we're throwing and how well we know uh, that kind of surface that we'll be able to uh, stick with our game plan right off the bat. Uh, but but like I said, we're we're not afraid to uh, to mix things up if if things aren't going smoothly. Has anyone on your team been to a bar before? And if not, have you consulted with anyone that has been to the bar to get a sense of what to expect once you get there, both on and off the ice? Yeah, I have no doubt that it's going to be different. Um, Colton, uh, my third, is the only one that's been there before, but uh, that was actually the first uh, province ever to get relegated, uh, so he wasn't actually quite at, at the Briar. Um, I think that we'll definitely need to lean on some resources um, to just kind of get a feel for, for what to expect and um, how to handle the nerves. Um, I know uh, the Jamie Murphy team that uh, has been in the last... I want to say seven straight finals in, in our province and, and been to the Briar in what, five years of the last six or something like that, something crazy like that. They've uh, they've been really uh, kind by uh, reaching out to us and uh, giving us some pointers uh, right off the bat. And uh, there's also some well-known names from uh, the, uh, this province, like Mark Dacey and Colleen Jones, that uh, I'm going to be sure to reach out to before going, just to, at least from like a skip's point of view have a grasp on kind of how I can handle the whole thing. I think in general my approach going into the week is just going to be, everybody says it, but I'm, um, I really do think I'm going to enjoy myself and just uh, try and not be so focused in that I forget the whole experience and actually try and embrace it all. And finally, Stu, what are going to be the keys for your team if you are to reach the championship round and make a run at the playoffs in Brandon? I think the key for us is going to be staying loose. Uh, we discovered uh, early in this year that uh, when we're enjoying ourselves, we st- we play really, really well. We had some early success this year, and uh, and then we started to play tense. We started to look for outcomes instead of uh, playing shot by shot, and uh, that definitely impacted our results that we had. So I think that if we just uh, play loose, you'll probably see that we're going to be uh, goofing around quite a bit. That's going to be our style, and that's going to be what works for us. 
Jim Carter of BC added a new third this season in Steve Laycock, and they have worked hard to develop the type of cohesion needed to compete at the Briar level. This is a team that might be under the radar somewhat going into the Briar, but they have the talent and experience to make a splash in Brandon. Jim, I realize that the goal at Provincials is pretty simple, win the thing and then go to the Briar, but your team hasn't played that much this year, so I'm wondering if there is part of you that would have liked to have been tested just a bit more than it seems you were at Provincials to help you prepare for the grind of the Briar. Well, with our team, our focus has really been, um, well, first off, we didn't play very much this year. And uh, so our primary focus is, you know, each time we, you know, come together and, and practice and, and play an event is to just keep getting better and better um, each and every event. And and uh, so far we've been doing that. We had a really good training camp leading into Phoenix and played the Phoenix. And, and uh, so with their you know, we came across some good teams, played Carruthers, and and um, and then it really set us up well for provincials. It was probably the best we'd we'd uh, or was the best we'd played as a team, um, and did things you know really good on and off the ice, and and uh, we played extremely well there. Um, and you know, in terms of the competition, there's some pretty good teams in BC, and and uh, but we played we played extremely well, and. And we did a lot of really good things. So we want to just sort of, you know, keep on the momentum and, and keep doing those things. And, uh, you know, we understand that getting to a briar, playing in a briar, you know, you have to step it up a notch. And that's going to be, you know, for every team there. And, and uh, you know, that's going to be our goal is to uh, take it up a few more notches and, and keep getting better each time we play. The players on your team have a lot of experience at the Briar. Do you believe that makes up for the fact that you haven't played as much this season as some of the other teams and that you know what it takes to compete and do well at the Briar, which should make it a little bit easier for you to crank things up a notch when you do get to Brandon? Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, um, I think somebody said the other day there was 30 Purple Hearts between us, and and uh, and I think, you know, having that experience definitely does help us. Um, we've not playing a lot this year. It may have hurt us in some ways, but I think it's been really good. It's it's been an absolute grind the last few years. Um, it was, uh, you know, it started to sort of take the fun out of the game. It wasn't um, also practicing a whole lot, and 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 I love to practice, and and so you know this year I've been able to practice a lot more and you know focus in on some other things and and uh, you know with my kids and all that. So it's been kind of nice. And so having that experience, you know, I agree, it, it definitely helps. Um, if we didn't and had a late season, we'd probably go there and get absolutely smoked. <laughs> but I think, you know, playing in, playing in them in the past and and uh, and having Steve on our team, he's been a great asset. Uh, you know, he's just, a, you know, he's a great player and, and, and a great guy. So um, I think, you know, just with how we all get along and, and um, our past experiences and all that sort of stuff will help. And one bonus this year was um, the provincials in uh, BC was on arena ice. And uh, so that, that um, you know, just going through that again and, and, you know, instead of just stepping out of the briar like uh, most years, we haven't played on arena ice. We sort of uh, relied on, you know, playing in the slam events and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that that past experience for for anybody is always a good thing, uh, especially in curling. Curling's that uh, unique game. You seem to get better as you get older. <laughs> so. You added Steve Laycock at the third position this year, a player that has been to the Briar several times as a skip with his own team. Steve is a cerebral player who pays a lot of attention to the details of the sport. How has he fit in with your team so far this season? 
Yeah, well, we've known uh, Steve, um, you know, for a very long time. Obviously, had a huge, have a huge respect for him, and and uh, one thing we've always known is, yeah, just you know, Steve's a very smart guy when it uh, you know comes to a lot of things, and probably one of the smartest guys out there in terms of strategy and and all that sort of stuff, and and so. Anytime you bring a person like that to your team, it's, uh, it's going to be, you know, a huge asset. And and uh, just e- even with these, you know, personality fits in really well with us. And, and uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, I've definitely learned some stuff from him. And, you, you know, I'm, I'm sure you, you could say he's from, you know, maybe learned some stuff from us too. And and uh, so I think I think it's worked out really well uh, to this point. And, and uh, as Sort of like I always find with curling teams, it takes a little while before that you can really, you know, start to mold together and, and really work well together. They say year two is generally your best year. You've sort of seen that over the years with, you know, Kui and Gushu and, and, and you know, teams like that, that uh, they really come together in, in year two. And we're sort of feeling that um, we're getting close to that now already, even though we hadn't played a lot. We, we just sort of um, have come together and, and uh, having Steve on the team is, has been great um, in, in many different ways. Now, Jim, I, I understand that the goal for each team headed to the Briars is to play their best, and hopefully that leads to the championship round and ultimately the playoffs. Now, as a team that's in your first year together and without all that many reps so far this year, are you going to Brandon with high expectations, or is it mostly about qualifying for that championship round and then hopefully you get on a roll and can play your way into the playoff weekend? Yeah, exactly. Curling's a unique game. You gotta, you know, get hot at the right time, and you gotta have a couple breaks uh, go your way, and and uh, that's definitely what we we hope to do. That's our intention, and and um, obviously we need to get out to a good start and have a really good uh, first round there, and and uh, ideally put ourselves in a really good position um, heading into the championship round, and and uh, yeah, you never know. We'll see what happens. And finally, Jim, what do you believe are going to be the keys for your team to have a successful week in Brandon, hopefully make the championship round, and then make a run at the playoffs? Yeah, um, I think it's, you know, after each game, after each event, and all that sort of stuff, we've, we've done a really good job um, of, you know, communicating and, you know, everybody being part of the process and on things we did well, things we need to improve on, and, and uh, it's really taken us to a whole new level, so... As long as we can keep continuing to do that and doing our, you know, pregame prep and and just being, you know, taking care of ourselves and doing all that sort of stuff um, before games, after games, during games, and all that thing. As long as we continue to keep doing that, I think that uh, you know we'll just keep getting better and better, and and uh, hopefully it puts us in a good position. And as soon as you take your foot off the gas pedal and you know you're playing the best teams in the world. They're doing just as much as you are, maybe more, and uh, hopefully not more. But um, you know you're playing the best teams in the world, so you have to do and bring uh, your absolute best and, and never leave a stone unturned. The first half of the season was not an easy one for Jamie Cooey of the Territories. He was involved in a well-documented incident at an event in Red Deer, but he's hoping to turn the page as he brings a young, enthusiastic new team to the Briar this season. And Jamie, it looked like you have a uh, revamped lineup uh, for this season that you use at Provincials. Look like a bunch of younger players uh, with you. How proud uh, were you of the way they performed at Provincials? 
Yeah, I was, I was really proud of them. I really didn't know what to expect. Um, um, you know, I have a new team this year. Uh, like you say, the young guys, and, you know, from myself personally, my focus was to try to um, get the up-and-comers and then the BT some experience and hopefully some brighter experience before I before I pack it in. So, you know, that was the goal. And saying that, we, you know, we didn't uh, – we weren't playing all that well until until early January, um, and then the guys really started to come on coming on, and then they really really peaked at uh, at the end of the playdowns. I didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, I thought we'd be thought we'd be in in the running and in contention, obviously, but uh, you know they really stepped it up, and we had a just a great week. And I think the the scores that we had, uh, you know, illustrated uh, just how good they played. What will be your mindset at the Briar this year? Are you viewing it as a learning experience for your young team, going there to learn, have fun, and soak in the experience of being at a Briar? Or are you hoping to battle for a spot in the championship round and then perhaps if uh, things fall your way, making a run at the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, I think it's like that. I mean, we still we still have our sights set on the championship round, but, you know, you know, my, my goal is still what I what I want to do and set out to do this year was to get them, get them some Briar experience and get them uh, on that arena ice um, so they know what it's all about. So you know, my my focus is just like you said there to to keep them loose. Let's let's have some fun. You know, let's uh, enjoy the event and let's enjoy the fans and everything that is to go with the Briar and just enjoy being on the ice with uh, all those other great teams and, and and battling against them and see see where we end up. But uh, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, we're you know we can get around the four win mark and uh, hopefully uh, move on to that uh, move on to that championship round. It would uh, be pretty big for the North West Territories and and for ourselves and for them uh, going forward uh, uh, in their in their future as well. What have you been trying to do to help the guys get ready for their first bar, which can be a bit of a different animal than any other event that they might play in? Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to give them a heads up of uh, what will go down, what could be your, what could be the distractions. Um, you know, just just from my my experience playing in the bar. Um, just trying to just trying to share that share that knowledge with them. But again, I I really want them to to figure it out on their own. They're they're young and they're they're pumped and they're ready to go. So um, you know, kind of kind of brings me back to my younger days when uh, you know we were uh, you know we were pretty raring to go and uh, and and stuff. So it's it's good to have that uh, young energy on the team again. But you know, I just want to get them out there and let them experience it for themselves. And you know, hopefully, I can uh, for the games, I can try to use my experience to, to get them back grounded to where we need to be to, to start a game. Um, but, yeah, I just want them to enjoy this event and enjoy this week and, and you know, enjoy being on that ice in front of the big crowds and uh, playing all these uh, top-caliber teams in Canada and uh, just battling it out. Uh, Jamie, you were involved in a now well-documented incident at an event in Red Deer earlier this season. None of the guys on your Barry team were with you that weekend. Uh, are you hoping to hit the reset button, as it were, with these younger guys and move past what were a difficult few weeks for you back in November? Yeah, it definitely was a tough week or two, but I mean, uh, when, you, when you have that kind of adversity, I think yeah, you need to learn from it and you need to grow from it. So, you know, I didn't, uh, didn't want to... Uh, in my career on that note and uh you know i wanted to to uh grow and i think you'll 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 see a lot of that out of me at the at the briar this year and you know i was playing with these guys all year uh before that event uh, that was just a one-time thing but uh you know these these guys you know i came back and uh they stuck by my side and they were they were really great and they they supported me and they still wanted to play and they wanted to, to play for me and uh you know i really appreciate them for for sticking with me and uh you know, helping me grow and uh, just with their youth and energy and, uh, 
you know, it's pretty excited, and it was a it was a pretty amazing feel feeling when we uh, when we won the territory. It was one that I hadn't felt in a long time. Just uh, just knowing it was their first prior, and uh, you know what it meant to them, and uh, you know, and it also meant a lot to me with just what happened earlier in the year. Um, so yeah, we're we're pretty excited, and uh, you know, I'm pretty happy for more for the guys and uh, that they've uh, accomplished a dream of theirs, and uh, I can help them live that out. As you mentioned, one of your priorities is now to help grow the game in the territories. How nice was it to not only see six teams competing in the provincials, but also some younger teams competing in Whitehorse this season to represent the territories at the Briar? Yeah, it's always good. There was another six teams, and I think we had a seven or eight last year. So, you know, it's it's uh, people are starting to play at that level, and you're seeing a lot of the, tr- the teams that are were playing in the Travelers are, are coming up and uh, actually playing in the event. So... Um, you know, you got the, the younger guys uh, that are with me, and then there's another couple of younger teams that we're playing um, in our playdowns, which are, are going to be the, the what I say the, the future of curling in the NWT. So it's good to see them there getting that uh, getting that experience, and so we've noticed that over the last couple couple territorial playdowns. So you know, you know, I'm starting to focus on next part of my career I don't know how much longer I'll still be playing so you know the more experience I get for the younger players in the NBT that'll be be curling in the future the better which is kind of what I'm what I'm hoping to do here over my last couple of years as I try to transition some knowledge and finally Jamie you get to play your brother in the first draw in Brandon would you have preferred that he be in the other pool or do you like to compete against Kevin when you were both at the briar yeah, it's always good to play him. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to play him. Uh, it's been, a, it's been a few years since since we played each other at the Briar. You know, we don't have a great track record against them, but like you say, they're one of the, the top teams in the world, so they're hard to beat. But uh, you know, I think it's uh, special for my parents just to see us on the ice together and you know, on the same sheet. I think it's uh, a good opportunity for them to enjoy that. Whether they do or not, someone has to lose, uh, and that's fine. But you know, uh, he's my brother, and uh, we we love playing him and love battling him and trying to trying to give them a run for their money. So um, that's what we'll try to do. So it's kind of enjoy it, and you enjoy it right up to the moment till the first end starts, and then you're you're just another it's just another game and another another competitor that you're trying to beat. The other two teams in this pool are New Brunswick and Nunavut, and although neither team is expected to make a real push for the championship round, New Brunswick does have a lot of Briar experience on her team, led by Terry Odishaw, that could cause a surprise or two. Meanwhile, after going winless at last year's Briar, Dave St. Louis of Nunavut will be looking to break into the win column like the Nunavut women's team did at this year's Scotties in Sydney, Nova Scotia. The safe bet in Pool A is that both Team Canada and Team Alberta will qualify easily for the championship round. The battle for the final two spots will likely come down to Ontario, Nova Scotia, and BC. Ontario has played well this season and are coming off a very strong Ontario tankard and are likely the favourites to win that third spot in the championship round, while Nova Scotia and BC will battle for the final spot, with BC likely having an advantage due to their extensive Briar experience. And that does it for a preview of the 2019 Tim Hortons Briar. A big thank you to all of our guests for joining us and to you for listening. I'm Frank Rock, and this is From the Hack.